letter about the, uh, the fraud. Behold the venom produced by the head of the snake. Gaze upon the fruits of its propagation of the global war machine. Commiserating its empire of destruction and misery as it slithers throughout the globe, bringing megadeth and agony to all. Beware the head of the snake. Stay vigilant, my friends. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for spending your time in the Tiger's Den. We will try not to waste it. It is Wednesday, February 7th, 2024 AD. I am Franco Matei, otherwise known as Angry Tiger. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, election fraud. We all know the system is rigged. Valid ballot access and the two parties ballot access, excuse me, and the two party system is the real fraud on the national level. It is used to gaslight people and put on display for all to see. But when it comes to local and state elections, fraud is prevalent and a real problem for the smaller government. The smaller the government the constituents are voting in, the more power the constituents have, in my humble opinion. National presidential elections are a selection cycle, not a real election. But when it comes to state and local governments, it is a very real process, and fraud is a very real problem. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, our special guest has evidence of voter fraud in Virginia. And if we have time, we will also discuss how the Constitution is dead and buried. Mail-in ballots will be flying. Dead people will be voting. Vote often and vote frequently. Get out your climbing gear because we have a mountain of evidence of voter fraud in Virginia. So hold on tight, ladies and gentlemen, because you have the tiger by the tail. With us tonight, our very special guest, friend of the show, and a familiar face you all know very well. When they say he wrote the book, they are not kidding. Liberty and freedom course through his veins like motor oil through a well-refined Mopar engine. Some say he is the ghost of George Mason reincarnate. Ladies and gentlemen, constitutional historian and author of Is It Rigged and the Public Wheel and You, my very special friend, Vince Agnelli. Good evening, Vince. How are you doing tonight, brother? I'm doing well, Don Franco. <laughs> I love That's the uh, time. Do I look do I look like I should be sitting at a table drinking wine and eating pasta after chopping up somebody or something? Maybe you should try some cotton swabs in the in the cheeks, you know. There you go. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Anyways, Vince, you uh you did some digging. Almost you dug a hole to China on this one, and uh you found out some interesting things in the in the state that you uh you hail from. Um mm -hmm. You, you want to kind of let the people know how, how you got there, and then maybe we could start. Would you like us to start with the gov the the letter we, you wrote to? Um, it's the governor, right? Yes. Yeah. Sure. Uh, back in uh, in December, I was taking a good look at the raw data from the absentee voting, and I could see huge, huge discrepancies. Uh, things that were probably on the order of 0.001 possibility where you had uh, hundreds of, of females 61 to 70 years of age voting on absentee ballots and zero uh, 61 to 70 males from the same county in the same precinct. That's the kind of discrepancies that I, I was digging up pretty much all across Virginia. And 
in the uh, the larger scheme of things, I felt that I could point to one place in particular that I know it's not too far from here, Culpeper, Virginia. And in Culpeper, they had a heated race. They had a sheriff who was defying the, the previous governor, telling him that he was not going to try to confiscate guns. He would get himself a posse together or whatever. Uh, he'd get a militia basically together and, and not allow any guns to be confiscated. So they wanted to take him out. And then there was a school board race there where they had one woman stood up and said, well, she was a Christian. She had Christian beliefs. And then another woman who was running against her uh, was was not a Christian, had none of these, uh, was LBGT, you know, uh, whatever. And, and that lady won, beat the Christian out. So I wanted to check and see how many of these fake voting problems there are. And another problem we have in Virginia is if you die, a member of your family has to show up to the registrar's office with a copy of your death certificate to have you removed from the voter rolls. Now, a lot of dead people get to vote in Virginia now. And so there is a life after death. Yes, there is. You know, a political life after death. Your vote keeps counting. And uh, one of the articles I sent you was from 2019. It was a big what to do where a James Madison University student had gone around copying the names off of tombstones, off headstones, and started registering these people to vote. Wow. The, the only way she was caught was because the registrar knew one of the names. It was a, a gentleman who had been a, a judge there in Rockingham County, Harrisonburg, Virginia. And she recognized the name and said, he's dead. Who are you passing this bad paper along? So she eventually got charged. They did spend time in, in jail for doing that. They had another person in Fredericksburg that did the same thing. And I knew that there had been, um, there had been people during Obama's, uh, during his first election, uh, that were traveling around to the uh, Confederate cemeteries around Richmond, taking photographs of the headstones. Wow. So I'm sure, you know, some poor Beauregard Smith probably voted for Obama. Beauregard <laughs> Smith. You know, I, I, and I've interviewed um, a postal carrier. And I asked the postal carrier, do you have ballots going to one specific address? And the postal carrier told me several of, of the addresses on her route were getting tens and, and tens of these ballots. So what they do is they go ahead and falsify the ballot. They falsify the address. And these things are going to these I, you know, I would call them a machinist. You know, they're uh, uh, a mechanic. They're voter mechanics. And they're just shooting them in. So I did a, a comparison about how many votes were responsible in this last midterm election here in Virginia. And this is where we had our state offices, both delegates in the House and senators, you know, state senators. So this, this entire process is, it's very simple. It's very mathematic. It's not something that's rocket science. 
Well, and it's tangible. There's metrics there, and there's there, there's an answer. That's the data. It can't be ignored, especially in the numbers. Uh, I I did send you uh, the numbers from Buckingham County, and I sent you a story about that. That particular registrar's office was accused of fraud, wow. promoting promoting the fraud. All the people in the office quit. They just quit their job. They had to send somebody from the state uh, registrar's office to come in and run that. Well, if you look at the numbers from from Buckingham County, they look very regular, what you would expect in absentees. And you can compare that to what we found in Culpeper. You had hundreds, even in the thousands of people. But that wasn't the only place it happened. You could go look at Charlottesville. You can look at Fairfax County. You can look at Loudoun County. They had the same kind of operation going. So, so Buckingham that, County was the, the like the control. That was the only one that you found that didn't look. Well, it's, it's the only one I looked at for, for the reason being that they have been exposed. And so when you're, when you're out there and someone's exposed you, you're not going back and touching that group. But it's a rural county. There weren't that many votes there to pick up. YouTube killed us again. Of course they would. That's because it's voter fraud or election fraud. It's actually election fraud. It's not voter fraud. And uh, back when I contacted the office of the governor on that day, that was December 20th, they had announced that they were, they had not found that many cases of voter fraud. So the attorney general of Virginia had 20 uh, you know, 20 officers from his his group investigating voter fraud, not election fraud. But before you go any further, for 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 people like me who don't quite, you know, understand everything all the time, um, what is the difference between election fraud and voter fraud? Yeah, voter fraud is when someone tries to fraudulently vote. Say you want to vote in two different places. And if you're the same person or you're trying to pretend that you're someone else, it is the actual individual trying to commit the fraud. Okay. Election fraud is when you're trying to rip the entire election apart with a machine. Gotcha. So that's why I call these people mechanics. Right. They're, they're, they're a hit squad. They're mechanics. You saw them. Uh, a lot of times they would take these uh, mail-in ballots to the post office and you'd see them take a picture so they get paid for each one. Well, if you're living in a rural area, all you need to do is get these ballots sent to your house. Now, the postmaster during the 2020 election said none of the postal carriers were allowed to be interviewed. If you said anything about what was going on, you'd lose your job. Interesting. So they held their jobs over. But not too funny. No. I mean... It, this is the, it is our own franchise and people get upset when you're messing with the franchise, but apparently a lot of these people are just, they don't care. They have their little agendas and they drag them into the, to these registrar offices. Do you think it's local? Not Okay. Do you think it's organized? Do you think it's individuals acting on their own to a cumulative effect? No, I think it's organized. Okay. 
fact, um, is it rigged? I spotted how it works in Northern Virginia. And that means uh, Fairfax, Loudoun, Prince William County, uh, Arlington County, Falls Church City, City of Alexandria. <coughs> Excuse me. Well, they've been stealing elections there for a long time with absentee ballots. So they perfected this little process and they moved it around the state. Interestingly enough, in my book, Is It Rigged? I pinpointed two areas that looked normal. That would be the Virginia Beach area and the area around Richmond. And where do you think they went ahead and, and did the next set of mechanics? Those two places. Of course. In addition to, so it was almost as though they were using the back of my book as a way to say, oh, well, since this guy says these these elections are good, then you won't mind if we go in and steal them so they can't wow. be called. That's pretty grandiose, Vince. No, that's what they did. Well, you uh, know, when you when you when you when you throw something out there like that, um, people are gonna take note and they're gonna read it and they're gonna see things and they're gonna be like, Oh, look at this operating manual we have. <laughs> that's exactly what I was afraid of. And you know, when I gave that book to, uh, when I brought it up to my state senator, uh, she was in control of the uh, the committee that operated elections in Virginia, and they have the power to shut things down. They do. It's the oldest committee in Virginia. It goes, it dates back to the House of Burgesses. Wow, that's how much power it has. And that's they the they sat there and they took a, a flack from the governor's people. At the time, that was uh, McAuliffe, I think. So they took flack from him and said they don't have to answer any questions. Registrars from around the state said they didn't have to answer any questions. So these people were operating uh, extra-constitutionally. There's nothing to stop them. Our Constitution doesn't work. Oh, well, no, absolutely not. That last part of the program we'll get to after we get to all that juicy information that you brought into the Tiger's Den. Like Vince came into the Tiger's Den with this gigantic, two gigantic antelopes, you know, the, you know, on his back, and he flung them down right at Angry Tiger's feet. And I said, oh, those look tasty. We got to get this out to the people. Um, just to let everybody know, they banned us again for talking about hurting children. Um you know what I think? I think it, I, I had a light bulb, and we'll get Vince. I'm not trying to just you know we'll we'll get right back to it. This is what I think. I think that yes, J, JB, I can see you on the Twitter thing. Um, I think that it's my intro because you have the war pictures of the kids in the war. That's what I'm thinking is going on here. So um, very interesting. But anyway, let's get going here and uh, let's share the screen. And um, let me get to it. All right. Now, with respect to the letter I sent to the governor's office, I called the governor's office and told them. I'll go. <laughs> well, I told them what I had. And they gave me, because I wanted the fax number for their office. They gave that to me. And they also gave me the governor's email. Interesting. So I sent that both directions. I never heard a word from them. I never heard anything from the attorney general's office. Crickets, huh? Yeah. So now all we hear are about all of these uh, uh, these gun 
bills that are coming down the pike and all the people who sit on their butts and don't want to doubt what's going on are just glad that there's a Republican governor there who is supposed to be vetoing this stuff. Well, they better hope that there are no squishy Republicans who just may join the Democrats to quash a few vetoes. Well, we see that all the time on a national level, you know, and I also see it in my own state. So it's the politicians are garbage eaters. They're not worth There is no hero politician. Maybe, maybe Thomas Massey is halfway decent. You know, I mean, we're just, we're at the point now where the corruptive chaos is taken over, not only in the, in the, in the centralized Leviathan federal government, but also within the state government. And that, that can't be ignored. It's feckless. It's like a banana Republic. And as far as the constitution that you mentioned goes that might it's, it's, it's null and void. They, they, they don't follow it. Would it's you good. like me to read this letter or would you like to read it or sure, go ahead? You're a better reader than I am. <laughs> Oh, thanks. Thanks, Vince. All right. So you wrote this uh, to Governor Yunkin on 12-2023. And here it goes. Dear Governor Yunkin, I am writing you on this most urgent matter in a very short time for you to act, should you choose to do so. What I'm asking you to do may appear to be outrageous and unjustified. However, I ask that you take full stock in my being a Virginian for near... 63 years and having the utmost in concern for my fellow citizens and that I would not go through the trouble of my volunteering time and contacting you with my findings. If I did not feel that it was necessary, I would like to think that every time you shake a veteran's hand in thanks or speak kindly to those who vote Republican, because they still believe that somewhere in the hearts of the party, they would support those who have stood bravely in the face of Marxists, to support the unborn. I have examined the 2023 election results with great concern. I have found the early absentee provisional votes to be greatly, and provisional votes, excuse me, to be greatly improbable. To this end, because I am merely an engineer and patented inventor, I examined the results of a nearby county where political ideology took over a school board race. The people of that county have the right to know what is going on in the counting of their votes. I know the holiday season is on our doorstep and you may have plans. However, I ask that you consider my plea and forward my findings to the Attorney General as well. You can read my public release on this matter from my substack. I am certain I will be interviewed on this at some time in the near future. And then you give him your substack advice or address. Forgive me for the length, however, a reminder is that this is only Culpeper County. Every jurisdiction in Virginia suffers from the same improbabilities. Also attached is a word, word file on this matter with my own red font in places of concern. Substack publishing does not allow for the use of red font. May you and your staff have a very Merry Christmas and a happy, safe New Year. Very best regards, Vince Agnelli Jr. So there's the there's the letter. It was very well put. It was sent and it was to the point, and you got nothing back. Right. That is a horrible thing, my friend. And now, are we ready to do the breakdown here? Should we take a look at this? Sure. All right. So I'm sure you have a copy of it there that you're looking at as well. So he's got a little map up here, a little legend 
um for you know his uh the uh oh help me out there vince well what the legend does is it talks about the different um the different parts of the of the excel file so yeah. those would be some of those would be titles of excel files rows or columns and then you see some of the uh, notations that i've dropped in so vote in person uh, dropped off those are all uh, notations you find in your excel file so what i did was i gave them the information uh, rather than have them go to that raw data which is that uh, that url that you see so i was trying to save the governor some time gotcha gotcha so, yeah so so yeah i'm I'm sorry ladies and gentlemen I, i'm feeling a little under the weather today i think it's just that i am exhausted um so pardon me if I make any pofas. <laughs> so um, how do you want to do this, Vince? Do you want me to read this? What would you like sure. me to do? Sure. You can, if you feel like reading. If you don't, I can read it for you. No, I can do it. Okay. okay. All data was taken from the Virginia Board of Elections website, page of raw data for absentee votes, which included all forms of early voting as well. And he has, he has a hyperlink here. The total number of all votes counted for the 11-7-2023 election are... 2,507,159. Total number of absentee early and provisional votes were 848,337. Of those votes, we split up probable votes that look suspicious in juxtaposition with an opposite sex for comparison of those chosen for being over 70 votes in each precinct. We separate them as suspicious. Yes, please explain. Now, I chose 70 because as a quick study of the Excel uh, file, it looked like 70 was a good number that may be probable. You know, for some of these bigger counties, it, it could easily be 70 people. You can't say that 70 people could not do absentee ballots. Okay. Even in a place like Culpeper County. Although most of the normal numbers are well below that. So I, I gave them the benefit of the doubt. There were plenty of columns that had 68 votes, 69 votes, 70 votes. And there were several times where 666 votes showed up. Oh, a lucky number. <laughs> Should have played it in the lottery. Interesting. All right. Then as they are taken out of total... Their counterpart vote was sought from the same precinct report for a comparison to prove improbability of the event taking place. This is the exact process used in examining votes in our randomly chosen county results of Culpeper, Virginia. Total number of votes counted, 2,507,159. Total number of early and absentee votes counted, 848,337, which equals 33.83% of 2,507,159, 507,159. This is an alarming figure, as an early examination of the absentee improbabilities are more than enough to steal races from candidates. Wow. So put, put that in, in, in uh, you know, a little bit more basic terms for those of us who are not engineers. Okay. And normally, 
the uh, <laughs> this you can look back at my book uh, is it rigged where i covered a lot of this and the the probability of of that many votes coming in absentee are just not normal compared to the rest of the state and that's where i found uh, places like fairfax and arlington and alexandria were way over the top and they have voting places practically every block every school is a voting place up there so th there's no reason why people could just throw all of these absentee votes in other than the fact that they're very heavily democrat controlled areas and people probably don't remember uh one of the congressmen i forget his name uh, of irish descent had a son who was uh, teaching people how to register false falsely for voting and they had it on video and and that caused a big stink he didn't stick around but it, they're out there doing this so it's it's done on purpose but that that 33 you can just say 33 and a third percent if you want to get you know hinky with it that's hinky. enough that's enough to destroy a race absolutely that that number is amazing it's over a quarter and and most of the races are never even they're never lost by that much that threshold hardly ever shows up in virginia unless it used to be uh what a republican would be the democrat by but so now they like like the spanberger races they came up with 80,000 extra votes from somewhere and the Republican party covered for it and said, well, that was from redistricting. No, no, it wasn't. It was manufactured votes. Quick question, Vince, before we go any further here. Now, you know me, I'm, I'm, I'm like Gerald Salente kind of says a political atheist. I, once start people start talking partisan to me, mm -hmm. my eyes and my brain glazes over like Homer Simpson because I know that they're they're still living in the fantasy world of, of the right. two-party system. Right. Do does voter fraud or election fraud, excuse me, does election fraud occur on both sides? That's hard to say. Uh only the registrars have that information. Okay. And they don't like to give it up. That's information that should be available to the public. Uh in 2019, the the Democrats were trying to set up a law that said you were not allowed to even investigate absentee votes. So, so the world, the whole world has become the 1920s uh, Chicago, basically. Yes, yes, <laughs> we are all Chicago voters now. So, uh, should I carry on? Sure, go ahead. The following is an example of what took place through the entire Commonwealth using Culpeper County and a rural example of how much fraud exists in Virginia. I like how you did that. You took a rural area where the numbers were manageable. I, that, that was a very, very smart way and to do it, is, you know, on a macro level. These are from all precincts reporting from Culpeper County, Virginia. By each vote, asterisk by each vote denotes probable voter fraud. None of the votes or subject of this inquiry lays any fault on any vote counting machinery. So explain to the good people what they're looking here with these numbers on this page here. Okay, so so the first group 
Uh, and these are out of precincts. So you see 41 to 60 female. That's your age group. Uh, the number seven is the congressional district. Gotcha. So that's the seventh district. It's kind of uh, difficult to work your way around the Virginia voting system because they let things cross lines. It, it doesn't make any sense. And I think that was uh, after the Civil War they did that. But uh, you see the sex. You see the female. Yeah. Uh, the reason NE, no excuse. And the application was uh, whatever. What was PAB when I had that on there? Hold uh, on. Per, okay. Permanent, permanent absentee. absentee. They allow people to set themselves up as permanent absentees. These are all laws that got passed on the last group of fraud okay from 2021 and that was that was the election they stole with the covid absentee ballots so that's how that no excuse you don't have to have you used to have to have an excuse to get an absentee ballot you'd have to tell the registrar why you want one but now in, but now you can get a no excuse and be a permanent absentee which means you could be living in a uh, you know retirement home, and and one of these kids with the clipboards is going around and taking your information. You're registered. Your absentee ballot shows up at their address, and you're not even going to vote because you're in a wheelchair or you're on crutches or you're on drugs or something. I'm looking at some amazing things here at the at the numbers here. So. So then we have receipt mail, and then DO is um, direct. Dropped off. That's dropped, dropped off. off. Okay, yeah. so both of these are okay. Yeah, so you yeah. have 151 by mail. Remember I told you about the mail carrier that told me all of these ballots were going to single addresses. And there you have 151 females in the culpeper county in that in that precinct and then only three men voted absentee that's what it says that's impossible and they dropped it off or or improbable as you like to say and and remember we have early voting in virginia so there okay is is this some kind of like all right is this some kind of guy's paradise where there is you know i've never been to culpeper county virginia is this like that planet on star trek where it's all the amazon women and it's just you know they need males here and there well now look at the next precinct wow right okay so we got males 41 to 60 pip pip what does pip mean we'll go picked up in person in person picked up in ballot in person Okay, so we're still not going to the voting machine in, in person. This is picked up in person. All right, you got males. All right, 481 males. And then you got PAB, again, permanent absentee ballot of females. Okay, 11. Now it's flipped. So much for your paradise theory. <laughs> yeah. Now, now it, what do they call that? A, a sausage fest. <laughs> so you're, you're looking at... You're looking at two different precincts. These numbers, though, they don't make any sense at all. Right. And then you... Let's carry on. It gets yeah. better. It gets better here. And, you know, I'm glad you did this because I'm tending to wonder if if if, if we vote at all. I mean, if when we vote, 
No. Does it do, are they, or is this just a game to them? And they just throw these numbers into this data bank. They just got some moron, and he just just to get it done. This looks literally like someone did this just to get it done. If this is real, this is a humongous problem. And I'm not questioning your work. Mm-hmm. I'm questioning how ludicrous these numbers are. Yep. I mean, this is insane. How in the hell do you have 481 men voting, and then you only have 11? Or 151 women voting, and then you only have three men. These numbers, they they're, they're, they they don't make no sense. Right, they're two different precincts. To make it worse, that's that's what really melts my face off. Right. So so we now we get okay. So we're not we're not in the the older people now. Now we're going to 26 to 40. Right. All right. And then we have we have the the, the picked up in person and the permanent absentees. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we got the VIPs and the mail-ins. Now the men, you have 119 men, three, three women who did who did it by mail, and then one woman. Are is this like there's no no? You told me we have the numbers. There's over two million people, right? Two million five hundred and seven thousand. Yeah. And this is not town specific. This is precinct specific. Right. In that county. So if, you, if you do the math, I'm sure there's so many precincts within Culpeper County. There's no way there's this few people in any one of these precincts. 119 men voted in person. That's what they did is they came in early voting. So did they have a friend behind the counter? At the registrar's office? That's a good question. You know, and in Virginia... They can ask to see your, your driver's license or your identification, but you don't have to show it to them. Oh, that's nice. In Virginia, all you have to do is to be able to repeat back to them your address and your social security number. Well, that's 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 ridiculous, too. You should be listening. When I go buy anything, all right, they, they not anymore, but they used to. We want to see your ID, right? You get on a plane, they got to see your ID, Okay. Mm-hmm. You go to vote, something important, right? Something that's supposed to be sacred and super important and part of the democratic process. Oh, no, we don't need your ID. No, that's malarkey. No, 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 don't don't stand on ceremony when it comes to that. That, This is really driving me. Now we get to the last one, which is so ludicrous. It makes these other things look like they might be real. All right. And this is all real, ladies and gentlemen. I just, my mind and yours should be too flipping like a pancake on a hot butter pan right now with no butter. Where's the butter? I need my butter. Anyway, so we got ages 61 to 70. Okay, females, 144 votes by mail. And then nobody, no men voted. No men, they decided we're not voting. We're men. We're not going to vote. We're going we're gonna to shoot some venison and eat it or something this day. Forget about voting. That's right. This is unbelievable. This is, uh, it gets worse. How about that? Over 70. Okay. So, over, boy, the older you get, the worse this gets. <laughs> this is, this is like real life. You know, the older you get, the worse, the, you know, the body starts falling apart, you know, getting old ain't for sissies. So, we got over, okay. So, we got PAB, permanent absentee ballot by mail. We have 318 females and zero men again. The men really don't feel like voting, I guess, here in Culpeper County. 
Mm-mm. Then we it's have 18. To, this is fascinating. Why is any 18 to 25 year old being absentee and get, having it picked up for them? All right. That doesn't make any sense at all. All right. You have 71 females and zero males. Where, what planet is this? I'm telling you. 61 to 70. 611 females voted. Zero males voted. This is this is this is this is the theme here. Yes, that's why I say it's a machine. 41 to 60 males. All right, permanent absentees. 116. Now the females stop voting all of a sudden. Okay, over 70. All right, again, 610 females, zero males. It's flipped again. Now, again, 41 to 6. This is incredible. This is incredible, dude. This is unbelievable. The, this, the governor didn't find this interesting. Not one person in charge in your state found this interesting at all. And, and the partisanship of it, okay, these are, this is, this is, it's apparently, this is, a, the Democrat won these elections, yes. right? Yes. Okay, so it would be in the interest of, of, of the Republicans to look at this and say, hey, there's an issue here. This is like the wheels falling off your car and you ignore it and you just keep driving. Turn up the radio. Yeah. <laughs> You hear your valves disappearing and you turn up the radio. <laughs> so we got 204 men and zero females again, 167 females and zero males. So do, the total go, count, votes counted for Culpeper County is 16,006. Nobody votes there, I guess. 16,631 at 100%. Total absentee early provisional votes counted is 5,280 at 31.74%. Of 16,631 6, 16, votes. Total absentee, early and provisional, improbable votes counted is 3,586 at 21.56%. Of 16,631 at 21.56% of the absentee. What? Wow. Absentee provisional and early votes are not humanly possible and must be investigated before any transfer of public offices and candidates are allowed, or these offices must be vacated in the event the fraud is not uncovered and exposed after an open public investigation has taken place. These votes were considered improbable by their stark contrast of age, group, age, group, and sex in one category to almost zero votes cast in their direction in the opposite category. The results of the entire Culpeper County election is suspected of having at least 21.56 of their votes cast as being fraudulent. In the scope of the entire state results, this has become the norm or worse, and has been seen in exact style comparisons of municipalities with higher populations. The only proper course of action is for the governor and the attorney general must declare a state of emergency to halt all transfer of races and candidates across the state until a proper investigation of these votes has taken place. Because Virginia, because the Virginia legislature only meets two months out of the year. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. What a job. We need to get those jobs, man. <laughs> Anyways, and the state budget is not enacted until September. 
There is no excuse for the governor not to do his job and stamp out the voter fraud, which is, has apparently taken off with the expansion of programs such as early voting, permanent absentee, absentee status, no excuse required, etc. all of which must be reversed. In the case of the ballots, which were transported by mail, the attorney general can subpoena the U.S. postal photographic records of the ballots coming from and returning to each of the register offices. The U.S. Postal Service has been photographing all mail since 2017 in accordance with security directives. Really? Yep. That's interesting. As a matter of fact, you can sign up with the post office to get notification of whatever mail is coming your way. Oh, wow. Fascinating. So if, you're, uh, if your mortgage thing is coming, you go, oh, I don't want to be around to get that one. I'll be uh, at McDonald's that day. <laughs> don't go there. Yeah. <laughs> it's too expensive and it's poison. And it's yes, poison food. Investigators would be looking for multiple ballots going to or coming from single addresses. Evidence can also be sought in comparing online death notices, most often provided by funeral homes to gather a list of names to cross-reference against the registrar's recording of registered voters to see if dead people are continuing to vote and that evidence can also be cross-checked against evidence gathered from the U.S. Postal Service. It is the opinion of the author that anybody in government of the style of representative government, quote-unquote, stating it's, quote-unquote, too big of a job to verify the sanctity of every single vote, is verifying the fact our current style of government is not representing anybody but those in power of government offices and that American public must consider the process of our founders in which they abandon their old governments, national and local, and start the process over with more care in the design and getting the public wheel back in charge of our nation. Certainly the people of Culpeper, Virginia have reason to be alarmed and consider their options if nothing is done in the open in the open and eyes of the public to see. Vince, what amazing work. What amazing work. Um, so sum that up for everybody really quick. I, I think representative government is a farce. It doesn't work. Uh, I was listening to, while well, I was doing some work the other day, I had Bongino on in the background. And he was explaining how these bills that they come up with in, in Congress, being as bad as they are, can't hide. These guys like McConnell, they can't hide from us because we have this instant communication. It's exactly my, uh, my point in my book, The Public Wheel, that we can have small governments locally based on zip codes and that we can communicate with each other with the next town over, the next zip code over. We don't need a big fancy Congress with representation. These guys only represent special interest. I know that's been said many times by many people. Merry Christmas to you. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> little Nat King Cole in there. Um, I, as far as I'm concerned, the model does not work. And you know, people like the, uh, the folks in New Hampshire who gave up their town hall status and they gave it up for the uh, the uh, the supervisor model, they made a mistake. And they see that now. I know I've seen YouTube videos where they're screaming at these guys <clears throat> because they'll sit there in front of a, an audience or a hall of people and say, our decision stands because we are your representative. 
but the people don't like what they're doing. Right. So they should go back to it. Uh, you know, and I had lunch with uh, my little group today and Don was there. You know, Don has often said that uh, he doesn't think that uh, it would work, that they won't let us leave. Well, quite frankly, they don't have a say. They don't have any control. Uh, and I would not be afraid of what they are doing other than they're letting a lot of people over the border that might do their dirty work. Interesting. We're in that situation, I think. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. No, there's something, something needs to be done. The problem is, is I, is I, I agree with you all wholeheartedly, but the problem is, is if they, if they got, if they, got wind of the process of someone's having public meetings and doing what it took to exit the system, you know, there, there would be a myriad of horrible things happening. All of a sudden, horrible things would start happening to people. You have to expect that though. I mean, that's what happened with our founders. Our founders went through the same thing. Absolutely. And they're willing to put their life and treasure on the line to, to, to make sure that their children were free. So I'm going to say hello to people in the chat really quick, and then we're going to come back, and we've got a couple of uh, articles we're going to look at. Well, I'm also going to play a commercial real quick, give everybody a break. So we got White Wolf. We got Levi from Neuroway, Neurogates Ministries. What's going on, brother? We got Birdhouse Blues. We got Freegan from Canada. What's going on? We have – who else do we have here? We got Rhonda Tate. We got Little John, the Lumberjack of Liberty. We got Jason Barker. We got Patrick the Plumber. We have Ireland Stonewall, and I think, and we have Karen Carpenter, and I think that covers everybody for right now. And I want to give a shout out to Repulsicans and Democrats who are always sharing our stuff on Twitter. I also would like to give a shout out to I Can't Believe, who's always sharing our stuff on, on, on Twitter. And I believe Tim Lizouette, who's also always uh, supporting me on Twitter. Brian Taylor in the chat. What's going on, brother? Glad to see you there. And uh, that is, uh, that's everybody from what I can see. Um, so we're going to take a quick break, ladies and gentlemen, play this quick commercial. And uh, I'm going to get some water and recharge a little. And here we go. You work hard for your money. The Federal Reserve could care less about that. It's endless printing of fiat dollars to support war, welfare, and ever-expanding government. Your hard-earned money becomes worth less every day. You need a way to hedge against runaway inflation. Saving accounts pay almost no interest, and the stock market is a roller coaster ride of uncertainty. Don't let your savings or retirement be diminished by reckless speculators, bad fiscal policy, and endless printing of fiat dollars. Call Tony Arterburn at Wise Wolf or visit wisewolfgoldandsilver.com for a real wealth storage vessel. Wolfpack is a monthly savings program that ships physical gold and silver to your door. It's a buyer's club that uses the strength of numbers to get bulk pricing. Tony passes the savings on to you. Tony can roll over a IRA or a 401k into a precious metals-backed IRA. You can also help with Bitcoin, if that's what you're into. Stop being robbed by the Fed and visit wisewolfgoldandsilver.com to secure your hard work in something that truly holds value. Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange. We are proudly sponsored by Wise Wolf Gold, Silver, and Gold and Silver Exchange. And if you go to the tigersden.net description in the link of this video, 
um, you can go ahead and join the Wolf Pack, and you can use the promo code there that, and it'll it'll take you right there. Angry Tigers Den. I'd also like to give a shout out, and everybody, do not forget about Modern Retro Radio. Our friend Audi um, has a great radio station there where he plays the hits that everyone else does not—the overlooked hits. So, um, let's get into what we got here. And uh, Virginia AG announces 20-person election integrity unit. So you had me bring these articles up, Vince. What would you like to say about them? Would you, do I need to read them, or do you just want to do commentary on it? No, this is, uh, this is something that popped up uh, right about the time I sent my letter. And they set this up to, to look at voter fraud. They were actually going out looking at individuals who were being accused of maybe voting in two different places or using a fraudulent ID to vote for somebody else. That's not what we were talking about. And of course the media was allowed to jump on this as that's one of those other stories that I, I sent you that they like to say that this business of election fraud is, is hoo-ha. That's uh, that's Trumpism. That's Trumpy don't. That's so they just like to pound it down. That was part of the reason they showed the ridiculous, I mean, the ridiculous election fraud in the 2022, uh, right? Yeah, election. Um, that was the reason that they showed you all that. Mm-hmm. Not 2022. What is wrong with it's, me? 2020. I'm sorry, 2020. Pardon me. Well, I even in my book, The Public Wheel and You, I, I predicted what would happen in Kentucky and Georgia. And that's because I'd already made a study of looking at their votes the same way I was looking at Virginia's votes. And and you could see it. Absolute fraud. And then, of course, they have all the people there in Georgia just putting their ballots in those mailboxes. You know, really? That's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. You know, again, um, I'm not doubting that there was election fraud. I think it takes place during every major election. I think they televised it like they did with the scamdemic. Yeah. And, and that does two things. Number one, that destabilizes the country and the faith in the voting system. And number two, it creates the camps. It creates further division and further hate, which is not something we need right now in between the constituency. We are all under attack and, uh, it, it just, uh, I, like again, I know there was election fraud, but I think they threw it in our face on purpose that time. Yes. So yeah, that, that shuts you down for the future, desensitizes anything. Absolutely. They yep. throw darts at you all day. Yeah, destabilization technique, along with the multiculturalism going on with the boil, well, they flood our flood our country with people that aren't from here. Um, which ESPN? What's going on here? Okay, this is the next one. Or how did that? I got that twice. That is weird. What is going on here? You must be watching sports. No, I don't watch sports. That's really weird. So you sent me a USA Today article, and it has been it has been obliterated somehow by advertising. They don't want you looking at the the election fraud stuff. You think that's what it is? Wow. Could be. Let's see if this one comes up. Jeez, oh, Pete's, I am, a, I am, a, I am being a plagued by well, this. Well, you thing. can see right there it says few cases from midterms. Okay. 
So that's what that article was. So they're just out there peppering it with, gee, you brought out 20 people and you couldn't find enough to make it worth a while. And Let's talk about this next one. And here's what you, you can get actually see it. <laughs> when people refuse to speak up against these registrar's offices, refuse to speak up about the election fraud, and refuse to pay attention to the raw data that's available to them on the Virginia website, the election board website. You get that. The Virginia get Democrats nothing. are sending gun control bills to a skeptical Governor Yunkin. Yeah. Doesn't so, let, let me read a couple sentences of this because this is important. It's a good article. Dozens of pieces of gun-related legislation that, advoc that advocates say will bolster public safety are winding their way through Virginia's democratically controlled General Assembly. Richmond, Virginia. Dozens of pieces of gun-related legislation that advocates, that advocates say will bolster public safety are winding their way through Virginia's democratic-controlled General Assembly, including a measure that would halt the sale of certain semi-automatic firearms. The question hanging over the bills is just how many will Republican Governor Glenn Youngkin veto? Youngkin, who generally towed the GOP party line on firearms rhetoric in his campaign, but notably did not receive the endorsement of the NRA, is a former private equity executive whose first two years in public office were spent with a GOP majority in the state House of Delegates that largely prevented Democratic gun bills from reaching his desk. After that chamber flipped in November's election, the governor signaled to lawmakers in a speech on the, session open, on the session's opening day that he wanted to see bills that would tighten the penalties on criminals who use guns rather than legislation further restricting the purchase and use of firearms. Still, he's been assiduously quiet about, I'm going to use that word in the future, I like that, assiduously. It's a, it's a pretty hot word. Where he might wield his veto pen as he navigates a divided governor dynamic and negotiations with the new Democratic legislative majority over a proposed sports arena deal in Northern Virginia. Youngton's press office did not directly respond to the questions about his positions on a range of bills, but said he would review any legislation that comes to his desk. The administration's silence has left advocates on both sides of the issue uncertain of the final outcome. He basically telegraphed a message of, if you're going to send me more gun control, I'm not going to be happy with it. But that's all we know, said Philip Van Cleve, president of the Virginia Citizens Defense League, a grassroots gun, right, a grassroots gun rights group. Hmm. Among, among the dozen of gun bills sponsored this year by Democratic lawmakers who do not have the numbers to override a Youngkin's, Youngkin's veto, is a legislation that would prohibit the import, sale, manufacture, purchase, or transfer of a quote-unquote assault firearm made on or after July 1st of this year. Possessions of such weapons would be banned for those under 21, and the measure would also prohibit the sale of certain ammunition feeding devices that can hold over 10 rounds. Republicans and their opponents have questioned the constitutionality, the constitutionality of the measure that would impact the sale of new models of the popular AR-15. Um, this is a pretty long article. But yeah, it, it is. All right. So synopsis on this article. So what we've got is a guy that handled uh, the big funds, right? International money, big money, acting as my representative. Uh, I have nothing in common with the man. Is nothing in common with me or anybody that I know. How would they know 
what it's like to be a Virginian in the first place. How can they represent me from my county? And that goes for all of these people that have gotten these positions in government through illegal means. Well, if you look, you look at senators, you look at congressmen, you look at governors, mm -hmm. any of them, they're all either lawyers or some other major high profession. A lot of times they're carpetbaggers. Mm -hmm. They're from other states and they move there for, you know, temporarily or they just haven't been there very long. They have no idea what it's like for the common man or what the common man is thinking or what the common man wants. And when I say that, I mean women too, women. Don't, don't, don't get all crazy on me. Start throwing hair curlers at me. <laughs> but what I'm, the point is, is that we are not represented anymore at all in any way, shape, or form. And it's, it's, it's painfully obvious um, that that is the case. So I also have here something you gave me, uh, a March presidential primaries quick reference. Now, I can't get this any bigger so the people at home aren't going to be able to see this. What well, is this, Vince? It's, that's the date of, of the primary election, of the things happening in the primary election. And it shows there that early voting in Virginia for the March 5th primary started on January 19th. Okay. Wow. Wow. How many of these? Is that, did, is it, is that early enough? How many of these dead people can vote in that short of time? And, you know, here's the thing. Uh, a lot of people don't know this, but candidates have access to the voter database. They know who's voted and who hasn't voted. That should not be allowed. That's cheating. That's right. And that's how you end up getting the robocalls on election day if you haven't voted. If you're registered, they know who has voted. Wow. Yeah. Voter fraud investigation continues in Harrisonburg. Now, that's the one I told you about <clears throat> where uh, this girl from James Madison University was going around copying the information from headstones in the cemetery. And she tried to turn them in to the, uh, to the registrar's office in Harrisonburg. And that's where the registrar recognized one of the names on these forms. The, the guy's name is in there. He was a judge. He was a circuit judge in Virginia. He had died in 2018. He was a friend of hers. So she knew this guy was, she knew that this girl was passing off bad paper. And that's when she got arrested. She was charged and she did serve time in jail, but that's all her sentence was time served. I think it was a few months. They had another guy in Fredericksburg pull the same stunt. So it goes on. But people refuse that, refuse to believe that this goes on in their area. Here's another one. Hounded by baseless voter fraud allegations, an entire county's election staff quits in Virginia. Mm -hmm. Buchanan County. They are a small county. So another rural area. Now, in Virginia, a lot of the Democrats are trying to pick up these votes in the rural areas because they're very big congressional districts, physically large. And they think that they can go around and collect a lot of dead names and no one's going to notice. And nobody even checks that against the actual population 
Well, that's, uh, that's what's amazing is that the work that you did there, the data you came up with, that should be like red flag city. There should be red flags falling out of the sky on top of these people's heads. And, and you know, so the register, right? They register. see this stuff, right? This isn't, this isn't like, you know, well, but they, nobody they, says a damn word. They take the opinion that it's not their job. Does the tiger have their tongue or something? What is going that that it's their opinion? It's not their job. It's, it's not their job. It's not in their job description. You uh, also what, had me pull this up. This is about Buckingham County again here. Well, well, uh, yeah, Buckingham County, and that's how that comes right off of that comes right off of the Excel sheet. So unfortunately, the numbers moving around on you. Yeah, they did. You can see on the far left, those are the actual votes. Three votes, one vote. Wow. By mail, six votes, one vote, 21 votes. One vote, one vote, 12 votes. Got it? So am I right in saying there's over 70 men? Okay. How many people do you think are in Buckingham County? It's not many. I know that it's a rural county and it's it's not big. But it's more it's more than like if I added all the numbers up on the screen, it's more than that. I I don't even know how many registered voters they have in Buckingham County, but I can tell you that in that kind of an election, you should see those kinds of numbers. One through you know, as you know, I gave it 70 votes as a tripwire. It was arbitrary on my part, but that's the kind of number you would expect to see by regular after 16,000 people, almost 17,000 people that live there. Yeah. Those numbers are horse or smoke. That's not that's not that many, believe it or not. I know, but the numbers, dude, comparatively speaking, right, are horse smoke. Yes. This is what's blowing my face off over and over again. My face is gonna melt, my eyeballs are gonna roll out <laughs> under the desk here. I just, I can't believe this. Yeah. And, and nobody cares. That, I, that's the thing that really irritates me the most about this. I think the Republican Party likes to use it as a lever to tell people that they can go out and outvote the fraud. You know, and, and we can't have control of Virginia if you don't vote for the Republicans. So they get people in this frame of mind where they have to believe in the fraud, the fraud of the party system. That's what it's all about. It's selling but the party. Yeah, stuff. but the fraud of the access, their ballot access is, is ignored. Well, and, and they, but they're the ones who created the laws to do it. And we're captured by this duopoly, which is really a unit party. And don't matter what state or, or federally or what it is. The Republicans the people don't understand that. Oh, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to pick on you too much here, but I'm going to pick on you a little bit. All right. Okay. You're considered a baby boomer. So, people your age, is it like shattering their reality for them to understand that we live in a uniparty system, that the two-party system duopoly, it's an illusion, it's not real? Why don't they accept this? They don't like that. They don't like my book. They don't like that I bring these things up. They don't like I bring the proof. Yeah, but why do you think why do you think that is what what is it psychologically is it that we're asking them to like turn we're turning their world upside down yeah it's how it's how we were brought up and there's so many people when they get into their 60s and 70s they're on the dole so they get on the system they don't want to lose 
what they have. I knew people that couldn't wait to get to retirement age because they wanted to, to get on the dole as they were taxed for it all their life. Well, I mean, can you blame them for that? To get their money back? But remember, is it money? Well, no, no. Yeah, you know, we're just talking. Well, I'm pretending that I'm a baby boomer. I know. You know, you got to look at it from their point of view. Because I, I, you know, I, you know, I do have, it's, you know, it's hard. and, and, And again, a message to the viewers out there. Don't carry disdain in your heart for these people yeah. you're you you are asking them a lot but if you look at it from the common guy's point of view or gal's point of view i worked all my life they took this money out of social security and i want it back right money i i find it interesting that you had uh, the 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 gold and silver advertisement there uh put that in juxtaposition of what you read from madison's quotations the other night Right. What the wealthy would do with the paper money. Well, they've done it. Well, they would exchange it for gold and silver specie. Yes. Real specie of money. And what's going on now, as I report constantly, there's a commodity buy-up going on. And and the the elite, the the central bank, Mm -hmm. okay, and people in the know are buying commodities because they know that this this fiat monetary system is on the on the cusp of collapse. That's what Madison warned you about in that quotation. That's what the Fed does. Their power is to inflate. Mm-hmm. You know, and I explain this to people. I you know, I I love him very much. He's my brother and he he's starting to get it. He asked me the other day, well, why would the central bank want to destroy the currency? I go, because they're in they're not going anywhere. They're buying commodities. They they're buying gold. They're buying silver. They're buying oil. They're buying land. But what BlackRock is doing? Yes. If you watch BlackRock, you know what's about to happen. They're buying stuff up, and you guys, that's where we have the edge. We're not being like them. We're trying to survive this. So it's not a moralistic. It's not a moral thing that you're. You are stuck in the cogs of this system, mm-hmm. and you have to find a way to survive it. Now, I want to talk about really quick. I can go an extra five minutes here. See, I made it past the hour events. I'm all right. I I I want to talk about really quick because this is important. That's where this comes up. Mm-hmm. Okay. You if you don't have this book, get it. You need it. At least so you have an understanding of how things really work and how things can be we can start over and how to do it. Because when all this falls apart, you might have to use this book. You might need this book. So I don't think you might, you will, if you're going to have any kind of community, unless you're going to live like a madman or madwoman in the woods, you know, running around like, you know, like a maniac and not being, you know, we're social animals, which, you know, I'm not very social. But Well, the talk, the talk went around the web uh, this week about the UN wanting to know people's uh, gardens and the government's wanting to have you register your garden. And in some cases, the water bills would show up and they would say, well, you need to tell us if you have a garden. If you don't tell us you have a garden, we're going to shut off your water. That's pretty draconian. That's uh, that's very tyrannical. What are you going to do with that kind of government comes knocking on your door? If you, you know, don't we need to. Well, yeah. Well, and I tell people this all the time. Oh, I've got my this and I've got my that and I've got my that. Well, when you and your kids are starving or you don't have any water 
okay, or there's something resource that you need to live, and they come by and they say, hey, you got a little girl or a little boy in there, and they're, you know, you guys aren't doing too well. You know, all you got to do is give us your guns, you know, or give us this or give us that. And we got this, you know, pallet of food. We'll drop right off in your front yard. They'll end up being a box of dirty, of, of rotten carrots, probably. Yeah, but the best of us to save our children. And no one ever knows what they'll do to save their own life. That's a challenge that you don't know. You can say you think you know what you're going to do, but you don't right. know what you're going to do until the event occurs. You right. know? But let's talk about really quick. I wanted to touch on this with you. And, and and when you first told me this two years ago when I met you, I, I was kind of I was flabbergasted because I always was somebody who supported the Constitution and I still am the idea of it, but it has failed. It is dead. It is buried. May it rest in peace. OK, the ideas are great, but the document did not work. Right. Am I wrong when I say that? No. As a matter of fact, a tribute to the document are the very people who hold office. It's a reflection of the people who were in the convention, lawyers and businessmen. That's not who was in Philadelphia for the Declaration of Independence. A different group of people. They had more people who represented the people in that meeting in, their, in Philadelphia when we declared ourselves independent. Do you so, think it can be saved? I don't think it can be. I think it's failing in all directions. I think every, you know, after the Civil War, most of the Southern states became mirrors of the federal system. Whereas places like New Hampshire still had their own system from 1776 at that period. Uh, you know, I know that there are people from New Hampshire that listen to your show. And I'm sure they can tell you that New Hampshire doesn't change that much. They still have a hold on what happens and what's grown there, what kind of businesses opened up there. They're very restrictive about things. We also had the EMF bill. That's true. And the, and the cloud seeding bill. Yes. So They've got that single chamber government where the people are also involved in what happens with the government. Explain that to people. What do you mean by a single chamber government and how the people are involved? This is they would have like, they would have like Mr. Agnelli. Well, like Virginia has a House of Delegates. So they would have a House of Representatives. And then they used to have meetings in the town halls where they would process the stuff after the delegation would send the bill back to them because they would decide how it's going to get funded. Right. I mean, you saw the bill. It doesn't have any funding information. So the people there have to hold their meetings and decide whether or not they'll take, you know, either a bond or they're going to get taxed for it. Or something's going to happen where they're going to have to pay for it. Yeah, that's a pretty tough sell when you're not making much money. And right. you're standing there and you're representing yourself and you raise your hand. No. So and the they, people actually, the citizens are actually allowed in there. Yeah. yeah, it used to be, um, gosh, uh, there are a couple of movies out there. You could see the way it used to work. Was uh, It happened to Jane. I think that had Jack Lemmon in it. And uh, uh, one of those drama, drama movies, Peyton Place. 
I, th I think the second Peyton place, they had a big town hall meeting. You got to stand there and make your case. Well, that's that's what you should do. That's you representing yourself to your neighbors, to the people around you, the people who make a difference in your life. Because if they don't like your idea, they're going to tell you. Right. Politely. Politely. There's nothing wrong with being polite. No, civil discourse. Civil discourse. But that's what it is. And you get to know your neighbors. That 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 is the true system that I, I I can believe in there. That's something that's excellent, and that's why Vince. You know, when I read this book, I didn't know you very well, mm -hmm. and I'm like, this guy's a genius. And I kept saying, and I still say, this these are the keys to the kingdom here. This is the way to stop all of this, you know. And and so get this book, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm not just trying to sell books for Vince. He doesn't charge an arm and a leg for it. He's not making millions off of anything. None of us are. We're up here because we love the country and we love our fellow citizens and we're watching it fall to total crap. You know, and it's it's hard to sit here and do this day in and day out and look at the information. You got I've got you and Rhonda looking at how they're frying us all the time. You guys are the best research team I could I could ever possibly imagine. I want to thank you for that publicly. Um and you too, Rhonda Tate, if you're listening or viewing. Um, but uh it's just we need to do something, and it we're not we are not up here talking about a kinetic movement against the government, right, right. Vince? The government has abandoned us. Yes, the government yeah. has abandoned us. You're on your own, so you should think like a tiger, be virtuous, self-sufficient, and then you will be confident. I was trying to remember if this was Reagan's birthday or if it was yesterday, but he's the one who said the Democrat Party abandoned him. He didn't leave it. Interesting. It's an interesting choice of words, but that's what's happened. So we have to abandon it, not allow ourselves to be directed by this Leviathan that just wants exactly. to, wants to, did you see, uh, I think Rhonda sent a uh, link to a story tonight about Atlanta, about these people that they're bringing into the country are squatters acting as squatters on vacant homes in Atlanta. 1200 homes just taking them over wow. operating strip clubs out of them now that's wow. craziness and so how are the people they're getting represented they're turning them into cabarets with a twist unbelievable they, they have no representation this model of representation is bad it doesn't work for us we need to return to face to face hundred percent. We need to take it back in our hands. Uh, Vince, give us some closing thoughts. Um, I want to thank you for coming on and sharing this. Um, I'm surprised. I know you let some other people know that, that you had this information and nobody wanted to pick up on it. And I knew about it. I was just hoping someone bigger than me would pick up on this. You're big enough. So, so ladies and gentlemen, please like, and share this video. This is a lots of important information in here, you know, and, and, and this is the way we get the word out about this kind of stuff. You know, Mr. Agnelli works hard in, in finding this information. How much of your time, which is our most valuable commodity you spent doing this. And I want to thank you for that, man. I want to thank you for your efforts. And I want to thank everybody for spending their time with us and viewing. And, you know, once again, birdhouse blues, we got, you know, um, 
uh, Stefan 94, Karen Carpenter, Jason Barker, Levi, all the usual suspects, White Wolf. Um, <clears throat> who else did, did I miss anybody? Yeah, Pat the Plumber, Rhonda, Rhonda Tate in there. Who else do we got? Yeah, Regan from uh, and anybody else who's going to view this in the future. But in Harlan Stonewall, I just want to thank everybody for viewing. So, closing thoughts, real quick, Vincent. I'm going to shut up and go eat. I, I would love people to pay attention to what's going on in their elections. They need to dig deep. That information is available to them. It may be boring as hell, but you don't you don't know if this stuff's really being stolen from you. It was easy enough for me to see it in Georgia and Kentucky. I, I warned about it, and sure enough, it happened. And I've warned about it. Virginia has not changed. I wrote about the laws that they wanted to pass in Virginia in the public wheel and you to protect this fraud, to institutionalize the fraud. And that includes counting votes three days after the election's over. You know, so they can actually have people vote the day after the election if they know that they need more votes, if they're very close to the registrar's office. And that ballot's going to get there in time. It's going to get counted. You can't guarantee that just because someone's a Republican governor that they're going to veto stuff. Birdhouse Blue says, great job, Vince. Everybody in here is giving you kudos, and you deserve them. Um, Many thanks. Thank you. Where, where can the good people find you? Uh, they can actually go on Substack and look up the public wheel. So I've tried to migrate all of my stuff from my regular newsletter over to the public wheel on Substack. And they can probably find a free copy of the public wheel and you on that Substack page. I believe it's linked. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen, a free, not, free keys to the kingdom. I was going to probably try to put a print version of that up on Amazon because uh, I, I, I got a lot of heat from Barnes and Noble. They didn't like the book and they tried to kill it because of uh, artistic work. I mean, I would have a, a borderline somewhere and they'd say ah, that fails. And they kept doing it. I had to make a complaint anyway. Yeah, they didn't like the book. Imagine that. So, for everybody, for you, Vince, and hi, JJ. I, I, I uh, Jason's grandson saying hi. Hi, JJ. Here's a roar for everybody roaring for liberty here in the Tiger's Den. Yes, you all have the power. Remember, remember, keep love in your heart. Be joyful. Okay, spread love around. It'll come back to you. And also remember, time is your most... Well, wait a minute. You go to the tigersden.net and linked in the description. Check out Wise Wolf Gold and Silver. You know, like and share, please. And everybody remember, time is your most valuable commodity. Cherish it. Spend it doing something you love, with someone you love, improving yourself, preferably all three of these things. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. And thank you, Vince. And until we meet again. Thank you, sir. Your time is your most valuable commodity. Cherish it and use it wisely until we meet again.